0: To encourage and to, uh, amen, to remind us of who we are. If we want to go, if you want to go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter chapter uh, 15, I want to start there tonight. And uh, how many know it doesn't take a college degree to know that our world is in a tailspin? Amen. All the things that are going on and uh, uh, you know, I don't need to go into all of them. I think all of us, anybody that's, that, that has half a brain knows, uh, amen, that all the things that are going on, on on planet Earth and in America and in California, amen, and, uh, and so uh, I want to just minister a little bit tonight on uh, who we are as a people because we're living in a day where, uh, amen, uh, they're teaching youngsters in school now that there's something else besides who they are. Amen. Well, that's going on in churches, too. People are false teachers and false Christ and false uh, uh, prophets are coming in and they're telling people um, all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, insane things. And uh, amen. I want you to know tonight that we need to understand who we are and we do not vary from that. We do not. Uh, I don't care how good it sounds over here. I don't care. Amen. About your little tricks and your little uh, 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 phony miracles going on. Amen. I know who I am. I know, amen, what our fellowship's about. I know what our vision's about. Amen. Uh, And uh, we need to be clear uh, about who we are because we're in a world that even the mainstream religion, uh, amen, is being shaken. They don't even know who they are, amen. A whole generation of, of people have come into power in the, in the, in the church, uh, 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 you know, leadership. Uh, and they're teaching insane things, amen. And so I want to, I want to just start out today in chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians. Uh, and I want to talk about an event that is coming soon. How many know what the rapture is? Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, we know that uh, just by what is going on on planet Earth today, that the rapture is soon. It is coming. Amen. I want to read in verse uh, uh, 50, uh, um, 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. At the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corrupt uh, corruptible shall put on uh, incorruption, and this uh, mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall it be brought to pass the saying, Amen, that is written, Death uh, is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the uh, strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, uh, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, uh, amen, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain, amen. And so I want to key on, on some, uh, some thoughts today. I want to start with, amen, the twinkle of an eye. Now, we understand that the word twinkle is the word that means so fast that it cannot, a, a time so short that it cannot be divided. Okay? A twinkle of an eye. How many has got a, 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 a wife or a girlfriend or a boyfriend, uh, uh, amen, uh, that's sitting next to you and you can recall when you first met uh, and you saw the twinkle in their eye? You saw the sparkle in their eye, right? Amen? When you knew it. And uh, Amen. Maybe you it's out. You're you're out at, uh, at night, and and you're looking in the, in their eye, and a star twinkles. You can see a twinkle in their eye, a little sparkle, huh? Well, I want you to know, Amen. I want you to get this mindset. This is the way Jesus thinks about His church. I've often said, Amen. Uh, in fact, uh, if I ever. Uh, 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 meet anybody that knows how to write music and, and stuff like that. I always wanted to write a, a song in the twinkle of his eye. Because that's the way, amen, like you look at your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend, amen. That's the way Jesus uh, looks upon the church, looks upon you. There is a twinkle in his eye and right now he is being, uh, you know what, he's having fits because he wants to come. But because of his mercy, amen, upon mankind, he is withheld until every last soul has heard the gospel and made their decision. But I'm telling you what: when this rapture happens, uh, you're, he's going to be the groom, and he's going to have the sparkle. He's going to have the twinkle. Amen. It's not like you know, hey, come on, you know, no. But it's going to look like in embracing. Uh, amen. And uh, you know what? You need to understand this: the way that God, this is the way Jesus thinks about you. This is the way, Amen. Uh, when you when you think about what does God think about me? Listen, the, he has a twinkle in his eye for you. And so the Bible says, amen, he says, Thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And so, amen, we understand today, uh, uh, you know what, uh, the, 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 the issues of the hour, the Bible says, amen, be steadfast, and, and we're talking about, uh, amen, most uh, theologians agree that when he's talking about being steadfast, he's, he's referring to doctrine. Don't uh, be swayed by any lame doctrine. How many know you can go to YouTube and, uh, or, or on the radio and you, you can hear some strange stuff. This guy will say this and this guy will say that. Amen. Who can agree? Amen. And so, uh, you know what he says? be Concerning doctrine, be you steadfast. Be unmovable, amen, let nothing shake your faith, uh, ne- let nothing, uh, amen, change the way you feel about your salvation, about God, about your call, about your church, uh, about our fellowship uh, and our mission. Amen. I'm planet earth, amen. Amen be unmovable always abounding in the work of the uh, of the lord amen uh, this is talking about obedience always abounding amen uh, how often always it is a lifestyle we're talking about amen obedience to to uh, the word of god amen uh, and endeavoring constantly to further god's glory on planet earth how does god's glory get spread amen the kingdom gets spread Hallelujah. And in doing so, you know that your labor is not in vain. How many's ever labored for something that was vain? How many's ever gone after some wild idea or some endeavor and you put all of your sweat and your money and your time and your energy in it just to be let down? And so Paul says, amen, listen, when you abound in the work of the Lord, it will never be in vain. It will always be satisfied. You will always be fulfilled, amen, when you're busy about the Lord's business. Hallelujah. How many know today we're living in some perilous times, Amen. In Matthew in chapter 24 and verse 4, amen, the disciples have been asking Jesus, tell us about the last days. Uh, what are, are the signs? And, and you can read chapter 24 and it'll begin. To, he, he begins a list of, uh, of, of things that will be uh, prevalent in the last days. The first thing he says is, uh, take heed that no man deceives you. Amen. He is saying uh, in my book, uh, if that's the first thing he says, then that tells me that deception and lies uh, are going to be the, the, the order of the day. How many of you know that's true today? They have perfected uh, illusion and delusion. They have perfected lies. Amen. How many of you know some of our politicians need to have Grammy Awards? Amen. Beware that no man deceives you. In a, It'll be an age of lies. Uh, amen. Uh, where, you know what, this has gotten into the churches, as I was saying. Uh, a large percentage of people have been rendered useless uh, for the kingdom. Amen. Because of the doctrines that uh, and the lies that they have believed. False teachers. The Bible says... Uh, amen, in 1 Timothy in chapter 4. And he says in verse 1, amen, now the Spirit speaks expressly, pointing to a time he speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, uh, giving heed to seducing spirits uh, and doctrines uh, of devils, uh, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a uh, hot iron. Amen. I was on an outreach, and I was, uh, uh, went up to give a guy a flyer. And he's sitting on a nice chest, and he's got a Budweiser in his hand, uh, amen, and, uh, and a cigarette in the other hand. And as I, as I uh, walk up to him, I hand him a flyer, and he says, uh, uh, I'm saved. I said, what's your name? He goes, my name's Matthew. I said, Matthew? And he goes, my brother's Luke. Amen. And so he says, I begin to, to share, and he goes, you know what? I don't, you, you don't need to talk to me about it. I know all about it. I'm saved. And I looked down. My eyes dropped down to, uh, to his beer. Amen. And he just looked at me, and he said, you just judged me. I said, you just judged yourself. <laughs> totally delusional. Amen. Having their conscience seared. Amen. They're doing that and feel no guilt and no shame and no fear of God. Amen. Living uh, this life. Uh, and this is the state of so much of the church world today. Amen. Uh, they know how to put on a show on Sunday and Monday. Like one man that I witnessed to, uh, he said, you know what? If it wasn't for the church, I might, uh, for, for Christians, I might go to church. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, amen. They pray on uh, Sunday and pray underneath on Monday. Amen. He says, I'm talking about a time expressly in the latter times that there will be a departure from the truth where people will be deceived. Amen. And they will embrace it. And they will, uh, uh, amen, begin to form a lifestyle around that to where they will, uh, amen, be, uh, uh, you know, the conscience will be seared. They will be, how many know, amen, this is the picture of the day we live where churches and Christians, uh, amen, are being seduced uh, and uh, demonic doctrines are being introduced all the time. He says, be steadfast in your doctrine be unmovable let nothing shake your faith don't be rattled by what is going on around you knowing who you are amen and abound in the work of the lord how many know we are who we are and i don't try and ever apologize for what i am as a christian and i don't apologize amen uh you know i'm going up uh, to uh, saturday to do a memorial for my mom she at 95, she got saved in her last uh, few months, and uh, I mean, she was really saved. She girl's saved, man. She's in heaven. Yeah. And I'm going, we're going up to do a memorial there, and my, one of my sisters, I got seven brothers and sisters, and one of my sisters called me up, uh, and she goes, uh, I really appreciate the way you prayed over her in the last moments before she went, and how you acknowledged me and my sisters uh, tending to her hand and foot. And I said, yeah, well, you know, I was really impressed. I've never been really tight with my family. I was always a black sheep. I was always in their drugs and in and out of jail and and all of that. Uh, Amen. And so I've really, in the last few years, I've really gotten to know them. And so she goes, uh, and so David, would you do me a favor? I said, what? She goes, please make me feel good when, when I'm doing the sermon. She goes, please make me feel good. Because she's referring to my dad, my stepdad, who passed, and I preached a sermon for him too, and he got saved on his deathbed too. Amen. And uh, and the sermon was, I mean, it was it was going for the juggler, with as with with as much grace as I could. Amen. And so she's she's referring to that time, you know, where I didn't let go till everybody's hand raised. And so I'm trying to figure it out how I'm going to make them feel good. The only way I'm going to make them feel good is if they get saved. Amen. And so we are living in times where people don't want to face it. They don't want to. I mean, they want to believe lies. Amen. Uh, And uh, but but, uh, you know what? I am who I am. And don't tell me to water it down, amen. And don't tell me to make you feel good. Uh, I will make you feel good when you hit the altar. What we do works. It always works. And there's no better ideas out there. Amen. Unless it furthers the gospel. Hallelujah. The Bible says, amen, in Second uh, Peter, it says these words in verse 11. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holiness and conversation, or conversation and godliness? He said, amen, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the Lord, amen. And the literal translation means, uh, amen, hurrying up uh, his return. In other words, amen, when you are uh, busy about the Lord's work and you uh, are looking for the rapture and you are looking, amen, to meet your Savior and you're looking to spend eternity with him, uh, amen, you, uh, you know what, there's an excitement in your bones, man, that keeps you active, abounding in the work of the Lord. Because you know what? I want to even hasten, uh, amen, if there's one thing I can do to help, uh, amen, to quicken his return. And so he says, knowing the age that we live in, knowing the signs of the times everywhere, amen, what kind of person should you be? What kind of behavior should you be? should you have amen even though we see compromise in the church world all around us amen or maybe even across the aisle amen what uh, kind of person uh, am i to be Uh, hallelujah and he says uh, in your conversation and in your uh, amen in godliness uh, that you would be looking for him uh, and even hastening uh, the coming uh, uh, amen of the day of the lord hallelujah looking for, watching for signs, being aware that that day is coming upon us soon, hastening uh, his coming. How many know we're in a war today? If If you're keeping up with what's going on in Ukraine, you do not have to convince them that there is a war going on. Their country is in shambles. Their country is destroyed. It's gonna take generations to rebuild. No one has to tell them, Amen, there's a war going on, but yet in the spiritual realm, there is a war going on in planet Earth, Amen. And you know what? There are so many people that they they, they you know, Christian people that you can't believe, you can't make them believe it. They don't they don't acknowledge, yeah, you know, just yeah, you know, learn that in Sunday school. Fifty years ago. We are in a war, amen, is a spiritual war. And everything, uh, hallelujah, everything that we see uh, going on around us is flipped. Everything that, amen, you've been around a few years, uh, uh, amen, uh, uh, you know, from everything when I was a child is totally flipped. Morals are, amen, are out the window, homosexuality uh, the spirit of antichrist amen opposing, uh, uh, amen uh, opposing uh, anything that is godly people amen in uh, are bound up in drugs and alcohol uh, children uh, and families are, are being assaulted uh, amen uh, and uh, they're even teaching our children drugs. I mean you know the devil's after your children. Best be paying attention, man, because there is some demons uh, that wear a teacher's badge. Right? Amen. And so, amen, we are in a battle, uh, uh, you know, for the, you know, I say this is our heritage. We are in a battle for our nation. My pastor, I was talking to him the other day. He just got back from uh, uh, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. And he preached for Brother John Overson. And John Overson took him out and showed him Independence Hall and showed him the Liberty Bell and some other things that were, uh, amen. uh, uh, Philadelphia is recognized as the birthplace uh, of the Constitution or the birthplace of America. And so he came back and he had pictures in his sermon. And he was, uh, you know, and he was really, I was telling him, I talked to him after. When I saw him, I said, Pastor, uh, you were really touched by that. He goes, man. I love my country, but I really love my country now. Now that I've gone out there and seen it, where I seen the chair where George Washington sat down, Amen, and signed, uh, you know, uh, presided over the con- signing of the Constitution, and uh, Amen. And so I want you to know today, Hallelujah, we are in a spiritual battle, Amen. And the spiritual battle is trying to flip everything uh, that our country stands for all the way from the beginning. All the way from the beginning, they're trying to erase history, uh, amen, and demonize our, far, our founding fathers and make them into terrorists. The Bible says in Second Peter, uh, not, I'm sorry, Second Timothy, in chapter two, he says, "Therefore, my son, be you strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard, Heard of me uh, among many witnesses, uh, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to also teach others. Therefore, amen, thou therefore endure hardness uh, as a good soldier, amen, of Jesus Christ. No man man that wars entangles himself in the affairs of this life, that he may please him uh, who has chosen him to be a soldier, I was reading an article the last few weeks, you know, the uh, Ukrainians are doing a counter assault, a counter attack. Amen. And uh, they've been taking back some ground and a lot of and now Putin, you know, he's uh, uh, ordered a bunch of recruits and a draft and all of this. And people are leaving the country. Young men are leaving the country because they don't want to serve in a war they don't believe in. Why are we even there? Amen. And if I get my head blown off, I'm just a number. People on the battlefront are abandoning. How many know they're saying now that Russia is the biggest contributor to their arms, to the Ukraine? Because they surrendered so much tanks and, uh, and, and equipment as they fled. They just left it. Amen. And Russians uh, are running back all the way back to their border in, in, in uh, large amounts. Amen. And because they don't have the belly for the fight, they don't believe in what they're fighting. Paul says, Amen. Endure hardness. Uh, amen. Uh, it's not always going to be pretty. Uh, amen. And he says the things that you have heard, uh, Amen, of me among many witnesses. What are you saying? He's talking about a pattern. He says, There is a pattern, amen, that we do. How many know the U.S. military? They understand, amen, the mission. They understand that there was loyalty involved loyal to your country and loyal to that brother, amen, that fellow troop next to you. They understand logistics, that it costs a lot. It, a lot of input, a lot of energy, a lot of uh, supplies, a lot of movement to back them up and keep them uh, war ready. Paul speaks about a pattern, amen, and this is the pattern that we use, a pattern of discipleship, uh, hallelujah. <coughs> and this is the pattern of our fellowship. When you're born into the kingdom of God in our fellowship, amen, uh, you are, you be, this is the real deal. I've been around enough to, and seen enough, amen, uh, that this isn't happening everywhere. I'm blessed as I'm standing back there and I'm watching hands going up and people praising and, and worshiping God. I'm blessed as I'm, uh, you know, I'm counting all the men in here. Amen. Women too, but men. You get it. There's a pattern, amen. Uh, and in that, you know what? It's not always going to be easy. Paul says, "Endure hardness, man. It's not always going to be easy, amen. And sometimes you're going to have to squash your own personal feelings uh, and your own comforts and leisures, uh, amen. Uh, and sometimes you're going to have to rise up and give to a, a, a missions or give to planting a church or or give to, amen. Uh, you know, a, a special event." Endure hardness as a good soldier. (coughs) No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life. That doesn't mean, amen, that you go sit on a hill like some monk and detach yourself. That means that you're the best you can be in whatever you do in this life, uh, but you don't let it possess you. You can have a few things, but they don't become, uh, they don't possess you. I was going across the desert the other day, and in the middle of the desert, I saw this on the side of the road—a uh, looked like a like a lion. And then I went a little further, and there was another lion. And they big; they're big. You can see them from the side of the road. Someone had to put them there. And then I went a little further. And there was a big statue, golden statue of Buddha. And those lions, the lions are what you see at the temple that are outside the doors. And so someone is uh, a man, over in that section of the desert, they've established the kingdom for Buddha. And I want you to know, amen, America, uh, when I was a kid, there was no Buddhist temples. There was no Islamic temples. No mosque. There wasn't anything over here. No Krishna's, uh, amen. Uh, there was none of that going on, amen. Uh, and uh, but that's how bad it is. Uh, totally flipped. The weapons of our warfare... Amen, or the battle that we fight, our warfare is not with flesh and blood, but it is spiritual. It is a spiritual battle, Second Corinthians 10.4. The weapons of our, and our weapons are not carnal, but uh, they are mighty through, amen, God to the pulling down of strongholds. And so when we're talking about being a soldier, we're talking about warfare, we're talking about, amen, uh, uh, you know, uh, violence. Uh, Jesus says, you know what, the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. That doesn't mean get out your AKs and, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Okay? And so what are our weapons? Amen. There are some things that, that are important. Uh, what is the pattern? Uh, amen. That you're saying, Pastor? Amen. The pattern I'm talking about is there are some things uh, that, uh, that are very powerful and will help you excel. Amen. And to, be, uh, to, to fall into God's plan for your life. Number one, probably, amen, is pray. If we're living in a day, amen, where people have forgotten how to pray or they don't have time to pray. Amen. There are people that resent prayer. I was in a parking lot in Washington, D.C. I'm walking, I was heading up to an outreach further north, and I stopped in, got off the freeway, and I wanted to a dentist to use the restroom. And as I'm walking by, there's a Mercedes-Benz uh, parked there, and a license, you know, how many of you ever read license plates? Uh, my eyes fell on that license plate and it said, Why pray? And so I'm thinking, whoa, there's a bitter root. <laughs> Didn't get things his way, so backslid, went out and got it for himself, and said, See God? Why pray? But I want you to know, amen, more than anything in America, our heritage, our families, our churches, our cities, amen, uh, more than any any time in the history of the world, amen, or history of our nation, we need prayer. We need to be a people that are praying, amen. I'm not going to preach a sermon on prayer. Everybody knows how to pray. When I was a brand new convert, amen, I didn't know nothing about prayer, but I prayed, When I got saved, I wasn't in a church where I got saved. One day I just said, God, I am so tired of the way I'm living. I don't know another life. This is all I've ever known. Amen. I don't even know if you're listening. I said, if you can do to me what you did to my friend who got saved in the federal pen, if you can do that to me because he was so radically changed, I'll serve you. And boom. That's all it took. Changed for eternity. Prayer. Amen. Church. I was excited to see so many people attending church. Amen. How many of you know this doesn't happen in, in mainstream religion? Many churches, uh, even uh, charismatic churches on Wednesday nights, it's crickets. Nobody's there. Even Sunday nights on many of them. They come Sunday morning uh, and they do their little, the, you know, hocus pocus and that's it. Our weapons, our prayer, amen, our weapons, are coming to church and learning the things of God, learning faithfulness, learning servanthood, learning, amen, growing into giftings and, and, and all of these things that go along with this, also fellowship, amen. There is something powerful about fellowship, man. There is a certain strengthening uh, that happens, hallelujah, when you come together. God's people need to come together. The, there ought to be Bible studies going on. There ought to be, amen, you ought to be having someone over to your house now and then or you over there. But, uh, amen, there needs to be a time of fellowship where, you know what, it's not a, uh, you know, a, a, a big event uh, uh, you know, that's going on, but it's something that you do. You have a spirit. If you're full of the Holy Ghost, uh, that is uh, fellowship. We need each other, you know. So I don't know how many times I've been encouraged uh, by a fellow brother, a pastor, a friend, amen, a Christian friend uh, that has many times they don't even know it. You've, you've, you've all no doubt felt that. Someone says something and it just ministered to you. Boom, you know, the answer, freedom. They didn't even know it. They're just talking. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Fellowship. Witnessing. One of the strongest weapons, amen, that will keep you strong is witnessing. How many know you can go to the gym, you can get in front of that mirror with your little... But that does not top running up and down steps telling people about Jesus. That doesn't top about, amen, walking a mile or whatever your outreach, amen. Uh, and uh, and, and uh, that takes care of your physical. Then you're sharing Jesus, man. How many has ever felt the living waters? Amen. From out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living waters. You've, if, amen. If you've ever witnessed to somebody, no doubt uh, that at some point is going to happen. You're going to feel it literally. Coming out, and you can see it in their eyes, man. And you know the Holy Spirit is flowing straight into them and ministering to them. You can see their eyes large, getting large. You can see them begin to get glassy, even begin to, to weep. Amen, it's nothing you did. It's something that you, you open your mouth and allow the living waters to come out. Witnessing, amen, you need to. Why do you think the devil's always trying to get you to shut your mouth? Why do you think the war, amen, uh, amen, the, the, the flesh, a war's against you opening your mouth? One of your strongest weapons is to open your mouth, man, and let the word of God. Well, I don't know about, you don't need to know about anything. The day I got saved, the next day, I wasn't even in a church yet. The next day, I'm out on the beaches. This happened in Arizona. And Colorado River. The next day I'm out on the beaches where I was partying the day before. Declaring what Jesus had did. I didn't know nothing about scripture. I didn't ever read a Bible, man. How many know, how many ever tried to read a Bible as a sinner? It might as well be upside down. I wasn't getting nothing out of that. But when I went out there and I just, bounced full of the Holy Ghost, man. What I'm talking about, I got boom. When the Holy, when God fell on me, man, it was, uh, I won't, I fell, it knocked me to the ground. And, and, and the next day I'm out there, I'm on them beaches and I'm preaching, man. And people are tripping out and homeboys and stuff are going, what, where'd you get that acid? I want some. But people be coming up with a beer in their hand going, dude, you're quoting scripture, man. witnessing, preaching, opening your mouth, amen. And this will never happen unless you stay full of the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost. This is not our thing. This is not our, our show. Amen. This is the Jesus Christ. This is empowered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we do not endeavor, if we don't, uh, amen, uh, uh, cling to, if we don't, amen, stay filled up with the Holy Spirit. If you do not contend, amen, there ought to be times you break through. When you're in prayer, amen, there ought to be, I'm not saying every day, but, you know, it be great, but uh, amen, there ought to be times you break through and you hit the heavenlies. There ought to be times, man, when you bask in the presence of God. How many ever felt that Holy Ghost oil just spill out on your head and go all the way down like Aaron's robe? How many ever felt a cloak, like a warm cloak, embracing you or the breath of God? We need the Holy Ghost, he empowers us, he gives us direction, he reveals truth, amen. And I want you to know there's no greater feeling than being energized. You know the Holy Spirit, when you're full of the Holy Ghost, you have the energy. I'm tired. Right? Another outreach, another revival. Man, I, you, you ought to see me busting it out there. I know. I know, man. And God knows. But I do know, amen, if you'll come to church by the time song service is over, you're like, woo-hoo, on your toes. That's because God is coming, the Holy Spirit is ministering to you, man. Amen. <laughs> and we need to break through into the heavenlies from time to time, man, and stay filled up. Hallelujah. Another thing the devil hates amen, is when a person makes up their mind to become a servant. That you will operate in the gifts, that you will spend your hard-earned money. You'll come in and you'll pay tithes and give offerings, amen, uh, and uh, invest in world evangelism, uh, hallelujah, because I want you to know in any battle, you've got to have finance. You look at Ukraine, there's so many countries that are investing billions of dollars to keep them in some of the world's finest uh, weaponry to fight back these, you know, other forces. And it played out. How's it play out? Well, Department of Defense sent over all these weapons. Well, they get, how did they afford them? Well, they get a... Uh, government you know they give them so much of a of an allowance well how'd they get the the allowance well we pay our taxes and so amen maybe we're not directly involved hands-on but we all of us have paid taxes federal taxes amen out of which a segment is cut to the department of defense of which they develop weapons and 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 ship them out when you're in a church amen that's active for the things of God, amen now, knowing you know that this is a battle, we cannot neglect our tithes, we cannot neglect offerings, we cannot neglect the nudging of the Holy Spirit saying, I want you to give a little more And I've been around quite a while. I got saved 1980. And God, every time that he has dealt with me about giving a little more, immediately dividends were coming. There was immediately a return. In fact, uh, amen, I began to keep a log when I was working for tips, driving. And God began to deal with me about tithing more than 10%. Go to 15. And I began to log it because I noticed the tithe, the, tithe, the tips, I Began to increase, and then I got challenged, and I said, out of my own enthusiasm, I said, I wonder how God, how far God will take this. So I went up to twenty percent, and also whatever I tithe, I gave in offerings. So if I gave twenty dollars in a tithe, I would give twenty dollars in an offering, and I began, and I would log every day because I would get paid the, the tips every day. And as time went on, amen, I, I was, when we were, we were moving and I, I came across this, uh, this, uh, re, this record that I had. And I said, Cindy, look at this, man. And we were looking at it and I said, it was one year. It was a segment of one year. And it went, uh, amen, every time, every month in that year, every month it went up and up and up. And I'm telling you what, man, you can't outgive God. And if you'll be challenged, amen, to support the work of God, you'll never regret it. Never regret it. Talking about service, how about sacrifice, amen? Sacrifice. Maybe you've never heard of Perry Dominguez. When I was in Jacksonville, North Carolina, he was the first man that came up to me when we were moving in we took over that church, and he came up to me and he goes, Pastor, I'm called to be a missionary. I said, okay, well, let's serve God, man. Let's see what God will do. And so I never sent him out. I was only in that church three and a half years, and we went on to Pioneer. Amen. But, uh, but Perry was always the guy that was, uh, amen, had an idea to spread the gospel. And many times they were harebrained, but every time they were blessed because someone had the nerve to try something, to believe God for something, to put God on the spot. And so, amen, here's Perry, and, uh, you know, years later, the new pastor, Dave Syspansky, comes in, and all of a sudden, I hear Perry's going out to, to pioneer work in South Carolina, Charleston. Still there today, thriving. And from, from Charleston, he went to Puerto Rico and uh, as a missionary in Puerto Rico. And then after a few years, he went from Puerto Rico to Russia. And he was there a number of years, learned a language. And then from Russia, amen, he, he came home and uh, he uh, pioneered a church in Chicago. And then from there he went into evangelism. And I knew that he wasn't, uh, uh, you know, I really didn't feel Perry was an evangelist. And so I seen him at a Bible conference uh, and I was praying and he was across praying at the, in the prayer tent. And God spoke to me to tell him to ask me, hey amen, tell me what you want. So I went over and I said, God just said to tell him what you want. And he will do it. And so that conference he got launched out to, amen, the very place that he told me. He says, I feel like I'm a missionary to Cambodia. And that conference he went to Cambodia, amen, which is still a thriving church. And they were launched out a few churches. Uh, and uh, amen, from Cambodia, he's gone over to Kazakhstan now. And in Kazakhstan, amen, because of he's learned the Russian language, he has seen revival happen there. Now, I seen Perry, amen, listen, man, all these international missionary works that he has done, churches he has pioneered, all these different things, man, and we were talking over a a, a lunch one day, amen, and, uh, and we're talking about, he was talking about me paying the price. He was talking about paying the price, man. I said, Perry, I'm not paying the price. I said, Perry, you don't even know it. You're paying the price, Perry, and you don't even know it. He's not going, Well, look at what I've done, or Where's my reward? No, I just want to do something for God. I want my life to count. I want to be in the middle of His will. I want to thrive on the Holy Ghost. Paul says, I will spend and be spent to see the furtherance of the gospel. You know the Bible says something, I'm, a, I'm gonna close. The Bible says in Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the spirit or the heart sick, but when it, the desire comes, it is a tree of life. And so I was kinda looking over some of them words, and one theologian said that it would be better said Instead of tree of life, it is tree of lives. And I pondered that for a moment and began to look at the human spirit, the human soul of everyone in here. Everyone in here is a tree of lives. There is fruit, there is lives, there are souls, there are, amen, opportunities. There are, you know what, you know, I look at a fruit tree and some, are, you know, some of them are just abounding with you know, fruit. And I, I look at, the, at, at human souls, man, servants of God, and all of us, amen, if you would look in the spiritual, all of you are trees of lives, amen, there, there is potential, human potential. Many times, amen, if you do not, uh, you do not let it be fertilized, uh, those buds, those flowers, those blossoms will fall off rather than turn to fruit. Amen, so I, I, I want to close with this thought, amen, that we are all trees of lives, uh, amen. Everybody in here has potential. Everybody in here, you have loved ones, you have friends, you have gangbanger, uh, amen, relations uh, from the past, uh, maybe con- uh, convicts uh, or uh, amen, or people in, people in your business or whatever. There are people in here, you are a tree of lives, that there is fruit to your account, amen. And you know what? Uh, They simply need to be fertilized. You need to make them happen. Ask God, uh, amen, to fertilize uh, my life, make my life to bear fruit. Jesus told the disciples, amen, in Matthew 28 in closing, said all power is given unto me, He said, go, therefore, into all the world and preach the gospel, make disciples of all men. And lo, I am with you till the end. I'm at your side till the end. This is who we are, the Spowerheads. visitor, we thank God for you. Maybe you've never heard it this way, or maybe you've never heard it at all. Before you leave today, we want to give everybody an opportunity to know this Jesus man. When I heard the gospel for the first time, I didn't understand any of it. But I responded because I did not want God as my enemy. I didn't want to say no to God. Even if I didn't think I could live for God, I didn't want to say no to trying. And God totally changed my life. Absolute zero in society, a total loser. You're in here today, man. Maybe you're not right with God. You're not saved. And you're at that place, man, where you know what? uh, You're looking back and you're saying, this isn't happening. This isn't working, man. I need change, but I don't know what else to do. I'm stuck like this. And you know what? That's where God specializes. He says, give me your life, man. Give me that basket case. i'll work a miracle in your life is that you today i'm not right with god i really frankly don't understand all this but i know that it's real i didn't understand what that preacher was saying but i knew it was true i just knew it that's you today here's my hand pastor i need prayer i don't want to leave here the way i've come you know what Uh, realistically I am at a dead end in my life. I don't know which way to go or what to do. Here's my life. Here's my hand. Maybe you're a backslider. At one time you were saved. Today you're not. Today you're away from God. You may be attending, but you know you're far from God. And God's saying, amen. Listen, I'm coming in a twinkle of an eye. With love. With passion. With eagerness. I'm coming for my church. Whether you go or not, I will do all I can to make you ready, but you have to play your part. You have responsibility to fight the fight. Maybe you're not right today and you simply want to go on record. You know what? That's true. I've I've given up the fight. I I want to get back in it. I want to get serious again. Having my own way has not helped anything. Maybe you're in here today, man, is preaching on our heritage, who we are. And God's spoken to you. <clears throat> Maybe he's challenged you. You are a tree of lives. There are many lives within your bosom, my friends. Within your bosom. What will you do with that? Here's this uh, missionary who's currently in Kazakhstan, nearby the Ukraine. Doesn't even know he's paying the price. He just loves serving God.